Faced with rising COVID-19 cases and flagging vaccination rates, the Alberta government brought back some familiar measures like a mask mandate and a 10 p.m. booze cutoff. But Premier Jason Kenney also courted controversy by announcing vaccine holdouts would be offered $100 to get the shot. I'm Dave Breckenridge and this is 10-3. Calgary Sun columnist Rick Bell joins me to discuss the announcement, the political fallout, and whether Alberta will follow other provinces with a vaccine passport. Don't forget you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite shows. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about us. So Rick, out in Alberta, things haven't been going great with COVID-19 since they lifted restrictions in the summer. The mask mandate is now back. The booze curfew is now back. And we're even offering unvaccinated people 100 bucks to get their COVID-19 vaccinations. How did we get to this point? Well, there was a big promise made Canada Day by Kenny. Mm-hmm. The best summer ever, which people were even mocking at the time he made that promise. And obviously the calculations that they made of what effect people's behavior may have on the numbers, what the ferocity of the Delta variant is, whether those vaccination targets were high enough to provide the kind of cover for any changes in behavior. But one thing is certain, which is that he was really hoping, A, that this wouldn't happen, mm-hmm. B, that this would be the springboard to revive his political fortunes. And it's basically blown up in his face. As cases numbers rose through the summer, you know, there was talk of, well, will we get some more restrictions coming in? Will, you know, we follow suit with other provinces and other jurisdictions that have brought in a vaccine passport? But I, I think the general consensus in Alberta was, Someone's got to do something here. It's not looking great as we're heading into the fall and more people are going to be inside and things aren't looking very good. So as I say, they bring back the mask mandate and they they tell people you got to, you know, stop selling booze at 10 o'clock and those are seemingly reasonable measures. But it's that $100 to get your shot if you haven't already done the right thing and gotten your shot that seems to have kind of set everybody's hair on fire. What did you make of that move? And then what did you make of the reaction to that move? I went to the phone lines, and I was originally not planning to ask a question of the Premier late last week, and I told people that. But as soon as I heard that, bam, I hit that star one on the telephone, (laughs) got into the line, said I was gobsmacked. And I used the word gobsmacked because the last time I used the word gobsmacked was the beginning of the year with all of that, uh, you know, the, some people call it Aloha Gate, some people call it Jason Kenney's Flying Circus, Mm -hmm. that whole travel scandal. Yeah. And so I used the same one, except this time the gobsmacked was in capital letters. (laughs) Soon enough, there was reaction from all quarters agreeing that this was even a worse screw-up than the screw-up at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Everybody can understand $100. They can't understand $100 million, but they can understand 100 And to give people who don't give a damn about getting vaccinated, at least up until now, 100 bucks just seemed so incredibly insane. 
I mean, at one level, Jason Kenney says, well, I've tried everything else, so therefore I've left no stone unturned, so therefore I have to do this. And then, of course, the masks are back. Okay, there's, you know, an element of irritation there. Again, because he set such a high bar, you know, the best summer ever. When I went to Vancouver, it was the same rules as Alberta, but there were still plenty of people wearing masks. But here, because it was played up so much, it was July 1, you are free. The Americans have liberated Paris. <laughs> Break out the champagne. It's over. And that was the expectation. So people behaved exactly in that way. Now they're seeing people getting $100 gift cards. They're seeing the masks back. They're seeing last call where, God forbid, there be a drink at 10.02 p.m., Again, Premier Kenny has this incredible, astounding ability to make everybody mad at him. <laughs> so, for instance, he goes out to the press conference and he really hammers the unvaccinated. So now the people that are unvaccinated, or some of them who are reluctant to be or don't like the vaccination or don't want to be vaccinated, whatever, are mad at him. Mm -hmm. He does $100, and everybody who didn't get $100 because they did it because they were just doing the right thing, quote-unquote, are also mad at him. He's got the businesses mad at him. Then he's got all the people who want vaccine passports, which even a poll today by Angus Reid shows that, you know, the pendulum is moving more in that direction, slower in Alberta, but still there. Mm -hmm. There's those people, the vaccine passport people, the people who say, I want to go in a bar. I want to go in a restaurant. I'm double taxed. What the hell did I do this for? You know, I want to go in. Yeah. Keep those other people out if you want. So all of these key groups, except for people who just love the UCP no matter what, I can't find too many people who like what is going on now. In politics, you're looking at three distinct groups that you kind of have to keep happy. There's the public, and within the public, there's your supporters and your detractors and the people in between. There's the people in caucus and in cabinet, and then there's the people who give you money. Donations to the UCP are down. You can tell that there are people in caucus who are unhappy, and if you look at the public response to all of this, there's a wide reaction of anger depending on, on your perspective on things. Like, is there anyone still in his corner on the COVID fight right now. Yeah, I mean, even the latest polls showed that, you know, about a third of people, roughly, I think it was 31%, it was the lowest in Canada, but still supported Kenny's approach on COVID. And I would think that those are the really immovable base of the UCP, those people who want to keep the UCP in at all costs and will look the other way on all sorts of things. They're probably not enough to win an election. Mm -hmm. Here's the calculation I think the Premier is making. The calculation the Premier is making is, number one, he does not want vaccine passports. He does not want a system that the province will prohibit unvaccinated people from going to some non-essential venues like bars, restaurants, gyms, hair salons, whatever, whatever they choose to do. He has promised he would not do that. So I don't think that that's on the table. But as we speak, Alberta Health, top priority, Russia order, they are producing a proof of vaccination card, 
where it's, you know, readable, downloadable, and there'll be a paper copy possible and all that sort of stuff. And I think Kenny is hoping that if this COVID uh, wave is still around, that businesses will then use that card whenever it comes out and they will legislate it themselves. They will do the dirty work, so to speak, and he won't do that. And you will say, well, why would they want to do it? Because he did slip in in one of the quotes on Friday that most people did not notice. He said he didn't want to do more restrictions. Mm -hmm. But whereas he has told us, no vaccine passport, full stop, period, no way, no how. He has not said that about restrictions. He has said, I want to avoid restrictions at all costs. That's a different sentence. Yeah. My theory is they would prefer to try a proof of vaccination card, and then if Bar X or Restaurant Y wants to have somebody at the front check people's cards, then let them do it. And their motivation will be, so say if some people in the government, that they don't want to be shut down. Mm -hmm. So Bar X will do it because if the option is shut down or do it, they'll do it. And therefore, the province won't have to legislate it. Yeah. So they're not really opposed to vaccine passports. They're opposed to government-imposed vaccine passports. Well, I was curious about a couple things. One, I was seeing some chatter among you know people like you and I on, on social media last week that you look at this and, and think that this is maybe the best package of measures that he could have gotten through the cabinet committee. And also the idea that politicians at times, they seem to not think about potential blowback to their moves. And I think it was a Calgary pollster raised the specter of the great floor crossing of 2014 and how then Premier Jim Prentice sold this as a really good thing for Alberta and didn't really anticipate why everyone would be so upset about it. Do you get the sense that Kenny didn't anticipate how badly this would be received, especially when he tries to sell it as, well, I've looked under every stone and this is the last thing I can do when there's one big stone out there that says vaccine passports. Absolutely. I, I think he was absolutely convinced that once he came out, once he articulated his position, all would be well. You know, he probably anticipated maybe there'd be some grumbling from some people because anytime you propose anything there is, but that in large part, his uh, brilliant ideas would be accepted. And that is a very, very, as you pointed out, a very, very, very common feature of political figures. In fact, even after the floor crossing and uh, that whole fight about them being uh, brought into the, the PC party, Premier Prentice, you know, did speak to me about it. And he was giving out copies at Christmas time. So this is after the floor crossing of the book team of rivals mm -hmm. about uh, Abraham Lincoln bringing together former adversaries for the unity of the United States. So he was even then still defending all of that, even after the fact, even after all the blowback and there were called Judases and, you know, and the, his PCMLAs didn't accept that whole move and everything else. He was still saying, no, this was the right thing. This was what needed to be done to bring people together. Yeah. So it's the same thing here. I think Premier Kenny is probably even convinced now that this is the right thing, and in the fullness of time, he will be vindicated. Mm -hmm. We'll see how that works out. 
I mean, a year from now, if you know there is no sixth wave or twelfth wave by then, maybe this will all have simmered down, and you know people won't remember. But when there are wounds in politics, they do heal, but there are still scars. Yeah, I think he is convinced this is the right route to go, which means that we'll be able to. Uh, elevate the vaccination rate higher through the $100 thing. And he wants to avoid, I believe, a lockdown, a close down, if you will, of businesses. I think if that happens after all this, that could be it for him. I really do. Mm -hmm. I think it all started July 1. You know, it was this huge celebratory liberation from COVID. All that was missing was the mission accomplished sign. And that was a pretty high bar. Mm-hmm. to live up to, to to say basically that COVID was not just over in the summer, it was over, more or less, except it would be, you know, like the flu, it would be, you know, a more minor infection. I mean, they have best summer ever hats that they're selling. <laughs> it's sort of like the newspaper headline in 1948, Dewey defeats Truman. Yeah, exactly. Now, one more thing I wanted to ask about, you mentioned that you don't think the $100 idea likely came from caucus, it potentially came from the premier or the health minister or some other piece of that machine. Right. So you have people in his party, or at least one MLA who came out publicly complaining that the premier was being mean to the unvaccinated. And people outside his party complaining the $100 move is a slap in the face to people who were vaccinated, and not to mention a bad idea. But how much discontent is there in that wing who says, oh, well, stop being mean to the unvaccinated. And what does the premier do about that? Can he do anything to kind of stem that anger in that wig of his party? I don't know. I can't speak for the premier, but, you know, we're just sort of spitballing here. I think he thinks his move did placate them in the sense that he didn't do what B.C. did or Manitoba did or Ontario did or Quebec did. He didn't. And he, I think his promise of no vaccine passports, I think he probably believes that that was the concession to them. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much the $100 thing, but let's play politics for a little bit longer here. That wing talks big, but doesn't necessarily walk big. Okay, And we talked about that before. Mm-hmm. where there was, you know, the push to get a leadership review this fall of Premier Kenny's leadership from that wing of the UCP party. The feeling that if they kicked out an MLA or two, others would follow and it would be sort of a, a mini independent caucus of, you know, four or five, six, seven MLAs and there would be big trouble. So there's always a lot of chatter and always a lot of, we're going to huff and puff and blow his house down if he does this again. Yeah. But in the end, I remain a skeptic now. I wrote a lot of stories about UCP unrest, but I'm just wondering how much of the unrest is griping. You know, if MLAs start leaving, or in the alternative, more MLAs do what the MLA from, I believe, Andrew Cochran did, which was write a letter publicly to his constituents, if there's more of that, then there might be more seriousness to it. But in the spring, there was this big move, and it never really materialized. So maybe he's thinking, A, I already gave them a cookie, which is no vaccine passport, and B, they may not be happy, but they're not going to be so happy as to uh, play Brutus with me. Yeah, COVID or no COVID, I would never have imagined 
Jason Kenney, the man who won by 22 points, the man who won the big landslide, the well-respected senior cabinet minister from Ottawa would be in this situation. And people say, well, it's COVID and COVID's a tough file, but other premiers have fared better. Mm -hmm. We have the lowest vaccination rate, supposedly. We have the highest case rate, and we have a premier whose handling of COVID is unpopular from the one side and from the other side. And now we're hoping, against all hope, that the unvaccinated will take the 100 bucks as quickly as they can get their little fingers on it and get vaccinated and hope for the best. I think they're also hoping that we're near the peak of this wave. Mm-hmm. They can point to other jurisdictions who were ahead of us, and now they've gone over the, the top of Everest, and they're on the way down. I think also there are people thinking that this will peak soon. We're talking weeks, not months. Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, also, we still have mask bylaws now on because of this. It's all opened the door to mask bylaws in the two big cities, Edmonton and Calgary. Yeah. And those mass bylaws, at least in Calgary's case, are not tied to what Kenny does. They're actually tied to the case count over 10 days. So, you know, you're looking at Calgary as a battleground in the next election. There is still the city bylaw in force as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe people, I don't know what is in their minds, but when they're walking around with these masks and when they're drinking up at 10 o'clock, I think people being how they are, many, many people will be saying, I'm doing this because of other people. Whereas in the beginning, people were doing this because there was no vaccination. People were very fearful and everybody was doing it. Yeah. Now with vaccination, that has fueled even greater division in the province. We'll see how things shake out in terms of cases and and whether this controversy blows over for the Premier. Rick, thanks for your time. Anytime. Thank you. 10-3 is produced by Sean Knox. Theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Rick Bell. More from him at calgarysun.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.